Let's talk about Hacks, season two, episodes one and two, which I'm just going to jump. I'm going to jump right to the end of episode two, uh, where she says, look, we just got to put this all behind us, get in the car. We're going out on tour. I, I love your work too much, but also I'm suing you. Get used to it. I'm doing you a favor. That's just how this business works. And I, I just thought that was beautifully true to her character. I loved everything about the first two episodes of the new season of Hacks. So good. We get over-the-top sunshine from somebody who has had a transformation and realizes her place in the Vegas legacy and understands that it's up to her to discover and speak her own truth to the world, who understands that you have to crawl before you walk, who's willing to do the hard work. And meanwhile, we have the looming tension of Chekhov's canceling email and all that stuff. And we have so many cowards so many cowards that's what i love about hacks is 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 the the grit and power of our main character uh and who uh, who can't even handle having a son-in-law lose an mma fight so has to fix it by saying you're a dance now <laughs> kill him and, and she's talking to herself she's like i need you to win so that i know that i am going to win Right. I can't have you be associated with me and be losing right now. That's just that's not OK for my mental state. So I'm going to make you win with my talk. I actually teared up a little. Let's see. That was amazing. It was incredible. And and the uh, on, on top of that, they're out on the road and they're doing the. Uh, I kind of loved as somebody, you know, as a hardcore skeptic, there's so much eye rolling about psychics. But the way they represented them in Sedona as somebody who's business savvy and and uh, uh, playing the game of, of like, essentially I'm giving life advice so you can interpret whatever way you want. Yeah. Uh, I loved all of that. And, uh, on top of that, even the ending with the, uh, I'm suing you or whatever. It's like, um, in a weird way, we were talking about kids during the break in a weird way. This is like a parenting moment where it's like, well, I'm really proud. You told me that you snuck out to that party but you're grounded, you know, like, like it, it's, it's almost a, a kindness of giving boundaries yeah. of being like, yeah, look, you, you, you have something in you, uh, young, uh, canceled, uh, millennial writer or whatever. Um, uh, uh I guess it's Gen Z, Gen whatever, Z. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Gen Z writer, but, and, and the only way it's going to come out is, is, uh, by being toughened up and it's going to take stuff like this. So let's keep on rolling with it. And I, I, I loved it. I loved it. It's such a wonderful like juxtaposition of the attitude of our generation and the generations before us, Gen X and before, of just grow up, be an adult. This is the way the world works versus the idealistic Gen Z and millennial take of like, no, but the world needs to work this way. Uh, I, I, I Everything came together where Gen Z character did the right thing and told her and was honest. And that is exactly the way it should work in her world, which is why she was so torn up about it. And 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 our main character did exactly what a boomer uh, Gen Xer would have done, which is like, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against you. This is actually, I feel like more Gen X than boomer. Uh, I'm not going to hold it against you, but you are getting sued. But grow up. People get sued. It doesn't have to end your personal relationship. It's just business. Uh, and I'm not saying I condone either one of these approaches, but they're true. That's what I loved about it. I'm like, yes. Both of these kinds of people exist, and this is how they would interact. Well, I, I, I adore I, that. I, I think that's the the wonderful, delightful, to me, twist on this, is both characters do exactly what they're supposed to do for their yes. generation, and both characters turn out to be better than you would expect from their generation. 
Gen Z would not want, would want to hide and want to be petty and all that stuff. But she's better than that and tells the truth despite all logic. Everyone else in Gen Z telling her not to do it. And then and, and Vance uh, in the in Boomer Gen X, late Gen X or whatever, said, uh, is, is, she does better than you would expect, which is to forgive and move forward, but also does the structural thing that you have to do because uh, it's like, I'm sorry, do NDAs not matter? I, it's great that you had a good time at the party. I'm glad you told me, but you're still grounded. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm focusing on this at the expense of the rest of the two episodes, which were actually absolutely wonderful. Uh, but it was just such a great moment because so many times I see, you know, from the hip analyses where people tend to anthropomorphize interactions and corporate decisions and like, well, they're obviously doing it because they're greedy and they're obviously hate each other because they're suing. I imagine the people at Epic and the people at Apple who are suing each other could sit down and have a perfectly amicable lunch with, with each other. And that's what we saw on display is like, the, the we also more layered and complex than that. We also got to see the reverse on display in the management side of things where oh, yeah. they were petty and because of the black mold situation, uh, they were like, I'm going to make sure every single point of all this, uh, Bryce, did you, did you happen to watch these episodes? That's true. I, I did. I thought, I thought they were great. Uh, uh, I need to go back and rewatch season one. Cause I, I, I really did in good faith, try to watch it and I fell asleep somewhere. So it, but I didn't need it really. And the, I think all of it will stand up to a repeat viewing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't love the the assistant stuff though. I mean, it was fine. It was an interesting B plot. Uh, it is the B plot, right? Yeah, it is very B plot. I right? kind of loved. Well, in season one, we get more of uh, uh, Deborah Vance's assistant's story. So in this case, I think we're tracing the. Uh, I forget. It's probably not great that I can't remember our the other guy. main character. Uh, but, but uh, he's uh, actually one of the showrunners too. He's uh, he's acting and writing on the show. Oh oh no no no! I actually meant the the Gen Z female lead. Uh, oh character oh, name. Oh Sorry. yeah yeah. Uh, uh, yeah we'll we'll learn. Ava. Ava. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, um, yeah, I didn't mind that we're following a different thread backwards for a different level of pettiness, you know, um, mm. uh, and and the way uh, well, and that it, that was cartoonishly unrealistic. Yes, that someone would be so willing to help up until one moment and then be like, I'm going to ruin you. I'm going to make sure that he like like that. But. So for some reason that worked because you're in cartoon land when but, that happens. But also like as awkward and cartoonish as it was, I love the assistant saying, so what? We're in Hollywood. Everything's about sex. Name anything yeah. that's not about sex. And he names three World War II. Name anything that's not about sex and Nazis. <laughs> and then it's like they really have a moment. It's like, help me out. And she goes, babe, big in the city. <laughs> like, like I loved all of that because it was so self-aware because yes, it's like, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, it really hadn't hit me how, how, how much they say anything that happens in LA is rubber cartoony weirdness. And anything that happens outside with Deborah Vance is realistic. And especially, I will say, in Vegas in general, that's what what immediately made me fall in love with the show is is how accurately Vegas residency is portrayed. And now we're seeing life on the road portrayed mostly accurately. Uh, I don't know that it's quite so picturesque or that you stop at so many roadside attractions, but we're in this brief 
sunshine True. phase of Deborah yeah. Vance's I don't character. Even, they, they didn't even make it to their first date, really. Yeah, they, they just hit the road. Yet, have they? Oh, no, yeah. no, no. They, they did one. She did a drop-in in, in um, Flagstaff uh, at, at oh. the, the... Well, <laughs> uh, it might <laughs> partly be because I have toured to all these places. <laughs> and I know, like... Uh, I have uh, uh, 20 years of experience of understanding what this what this lifestyle's like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, but I was I, really I, glad I, that they finished the email stuff and that they did these two episodes at once. Agreed. I was not ready for a season of the, but the email. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I am. Let's move on. Let's, they I mean, they're going to still be repercussions because Ming Na Wen's character is going to make sure that email gets put in the show. Yeah. So we're still going to have the email providing content, but without that sort of unnecessary tension of, well, and, of hanging. And over. I can totally see, despite um, Ava being the reason that this content is out there, her being the, the guide to a dispirited Deborah Vance on how to turn this all to her advantage um, mm. it, with emotional clarity, just like she did in the first season. I love this show. I yeah, love beautiful show. everything about this show. That is Hacks, season two, episodes one and two.